Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I want winners And welcome once again to a great 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday. A crisp football weather type Sunday. It's week 11. It's week 11 in fantasy football and in real life football. And guess what? I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And as always, if you're listening to me at this time, it's The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to The Master. And that would be me. A little under the weather, people. My voice may sound a little funny. I may go into some coughing sprees, but... It is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm um, dedicated to helping you get to your fantasy playoffs and hopefully in a, 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 a championship or two with a win and have that ring, that belt, that uh, monetary uh, 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 reward, or even a trophy. Or even if it's none of the above, just the fact is that you, numero uno, the one on top, out of all, out of 10, 12, 14, 16, or whatever amount of owners that you have in each of your leagues, that you can get to the pinnacle, to the top. And it would make me feel that much better. Yeah, I'm talking about self-gratification here. To get you to that top. Got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about studs, duds, sleepers, and even some waiver wire pickups now. The pickings are getting slimmer and slimmer, but hopefully I can pull some out of there from whatever way I can pull them out and give you some some late-season gems that will propel you or, like I said, into the playoffs or solidify your position into the playoffs and give you the best possible chance of winning that ever Wanting championship. You don't play this fantasy football just to be playing it. You're playing it to win. And just like uh, um, Mike Singletary says, I want winners. That's right. You want winners. And I'm going to try to give that to you. All right. So here we go. We got uh, the first game on the, on the, sitting up on the docket here is the uh, Buffalo Bills coming off a week 10 bye. For those who had shady – well, you know what? Before I go there, I'm going to tell you what um, teams, players in fantasy you do not play, unfortunately. 
You don't play Matt Ryan. You don't play Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Matt uh, Muhammad Sanu, uh, um, Austin Hooper, I think his name is, the tight end from Atlanta. You don't play any Atlanta players. You don't play any uh, players from Denver. None from the New York Jets. Maybe some of you don't play any, any from the New York Jets. And none from the San Diego Chargers. But what I'm telling you is this. Those four teams are on a bye. If you want a zero, now I had to, I had to fix somebody's lineup yesterday. And I had to had a it, 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 reinforcement. This is my own son. Now, you think my own son would, would be listening and heeding my advice. And he's, he's been wondering why he has been losing uh, in certain matchups. Well, if you don't put the players in there or you take the players out that are on a bye and put players that are actively playing, quite naturally, you can't get any um, fantasy points with that. And I had to tell my one of my sons yesterday, what are you doing? You, you just, you just want to give money to whoever uh, is going to win this or you want to compete and try to win? So Atlanta, Denver, San Diego, Jet players. Take them out of your lineup. Put them on your bench. Even if they're loudly enough, get rid of them. And we're just concentrating on the teams that are playing today. So that's 30, uh, not 30, that's uh, 28 teams that are playing today. 14 matchups. 13 matchups if you take out uh, uh, North uh, New Orleans and Carolina. So it's 13 matchups that we're going to go through for the next hour. I know I've been ranting on for about six minutes, but I promise you we're going to get all these matchups in and put some of that 24K magic, hopefully, for you. Or make some of that 24K magic, I should say. All right, let's, let's, let's go this way first. All right, I, like I started to talk about. <laughs> like I started to talk about. Uh, Buffalo at Cincinnati. Buffalo's coming off a bye. Um, they are uh, trying to stay in the playoff hunt. And... Uh, Cincinnati is really floundering, really floundering. Um, it's not the old Cincinnati team of the past of the past few years. Buffalo Bills are four and five, right on the edge of falling off and not being relevant in the um, playoff race. They got seven more games to play. Um, they need to get on the positive side of those seven seven, uh, seven games, and this is the first of uh, seven that they need to win. Unfortunately, they're on a three-game losing streak. Cincinnati lost last week at, against the Giants on Monday night. Uh, they're 3-5-1. and one. Uh, In my opinion, in my opinion, uh, I'm going to give you players that I think First of all, I'm going to give you players that I think are no-brainers, which is Shady McCoy for the um, um, Buffalo Bills. Sorry, people. I'm trying to gather myself here. I'm 
been under the weather for uh, a f- past few days and, and uh, uh, starting to halfway feel human again. Um, but I'm still dealing with, as you can hear, as you can hear with my coughing and my voice, that I'm still dealing with it. Anyway, I'm not making excuses. I'm just letting you know what's going on here. Um, and, and if uh, things seem a little bit incoherent at times, it's because of, of what's how I'm feeling. Anyway, the uh, uh, I, I think both these quarterbacks, both these quarterbacks are excellent plays. Cincinnati, 30th against the quarterback, 20th against the running back. They do a better job against the wide receiver. Uh, they're 7th, and they're 30th against a tight end. Basically, in my opinion, their defense stinks. So who do I think you should play? Uh, you don't have Matt Ryan to play. You don't have maybe Trevor Simeon if you d- decided to play him. You don't have Phillip Rivers. There is nothing wrong with playing Tyrod Taylor here. He's an excellent play, in my opinion. Uh, coming off a bye, they've rested up. They've uh, um, formulated a game plan against Cincinnati, whose defense is not all that. I just told you what they, what they do against the skill positions in fantasy. I love uh, those, those two guys. Now, the other ones, uh, it's a mismatch of players. Now, I'm going to tell you one guy. He's not on, he is on the radar, but far off the radar. And maybe deservedly or undeservedly so. But I'm going to put it out there. Now, I may be the first, but I probably won't be the last if he shows out. He's, been, he's got limited duty. He's got limited very limited. Now, he's had uh, uh, half part of a game, whatever you want to call it, in week nine. Week 10, bye week. A little bit more time to, to gear up for um, this week. Uh, I don't know if he's in football shape yet because it, it takes quite a bit. He didn't have a training camp. He didn't have any of the off, 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 uh, off the off-season um, workouts or anything like that. He didn't have preseason. Don't know exactly if he was working out and trying to keep himself in shape. I imagine he would be because uh, he's back. Percy Harvin was with the Bills, was with Seattle, and now he's back with the Bills. Uh, he's supposed to see some limited duty today, probably on a snap count. Because, because it's the fact that he hasn't played that much football since he last played football. But this is my first of guys that I think you should put on your bench as something uh, as a specul- speculative or speculative um, uh, uh, pickup in Percy Harvin. Because they got Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, I know. Robert Woods is the number one wide receiver. And even after several months being off at Percy Harvin, I'm talking about, it's probably better than the last three wide receivers I talked about. If he's healthy and he's ready to play. So what I'm saying is this. uh, Put uh, Percy Harvin somewhere on your bench, someone, a wide receiver or, or a backup running back or whatever that you really don't need. 
and you're trying to position yourself for the playoffs, can't hurt. It can, all, it can only help you. You have to think that uh, if Percy Harvin can play and Tyra Taylor, who likes to get the ball down the field, and per- Percy Harvin would be the one to be able to do that, would be a perfect match if, um, if uh, uh, he's healthy and, and, and able to contribute. Percy Harvin, when healthy, could. You have to think here. Let's just 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 think about this before we move on, okay? Before we move on, let's think about the what the up and coming schedule is, including the playoffs, that would uh, help the uh, Buffalo Bills, and uh, uh, whether that. It, it, the Buffalo Bills have a good shot, especially with um, the wide receiver position, who they sorely need. They have their stud running back. They need a wide receiver to step up to really, to really um, make some noise. It would benefit. the uh, Buffalo Bills to get a decent uh, wide receiver because the – just think of who, who they have here. And, and these, all, these are all home games that Buffalo has. In their house, they play Pittsburgh. They play Cleveland. They play Miami all at home. Cleveland hasn't won a game yet. Pittsburgh is reeling. Hopefully they pick up a win. We'll talk about that. And Miami – Florida team coming coming to the uh, uh, division rival, coming to Buffalo, last the next last game of the season, week sixteen. That's in the playoffs. Percy Harvick can contribute. I like those chances. Let's move on to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. What do we think about the Cincinnati Bengals in this matchup? I think you play Andy Dalton. Uh, and I think, you know what? I think you could play both of these defenses because I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, uh, but I could be wrong. But I both the – let me put it this way. I would play Buffalo's defense over Cincinnati because, like I said, Cincinnati's defense has been suspect. Um, but I would play Andy Dalton in here. Uh, two, I would play either one of these backs, especially in PPR if you want Giovanni Bernard. Standard, um, I think they can move the ball, and if it's if in it, in it, if it's in the red zone, Jeremy Hill is a is a type of back that can get you the touchdown. So in PPR, Giovanni Bernard, in standard, G- Jeremy Hill. But if you don't have any other choice because of the backs that are on by Jeremy Hill will be a decent play, but he's not really involved in the passing game. Tyler Eifert is a huge, huge option here. That's a, this, you know, this is no, these are no brainers. And AJ Green quite naturally is a no brainer. All right. So this, like I said, this is played in Cincinnati. 
and uh, it's going to be a uh, very interesting. Both these teams will be desperate to get a win. Very desperate to get a win. And since we're in the middle of November here, going on the tail side uh, or the downside in November, I should say, uh, supposed to be uh, in the 30s, overcast and windy. And the same as in um, Cleveland, excuse me, let me put it this way. Let Let me back up. I'm trying to rush myself. It's going to be 36 degrees, approximately somewhere around there, and mostly cloudy. Now, 11.30 or 1 o'clock games and, and thereabouts is when the actives and inactives come about. Hopefully you don't have any surprises. But it is what it is. All right? Let's move on to the next game that I'm looking at here, and that would be uh, the uh, Cleveland, um, Cleveland Browns hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't usually play that well on the road, uh, but he's got a hell of a record against Cleveland. Um, but the problem here is this. Problem here is this: that it's supposed to be round in the mid thirties, overcast and wind gusting, the twenty between twenty and thirty miles an hour. So it's going to be a and if possible, possible snow, it's going to be one of those type of Cleveland days. And Roethlisberger, division rival, um, but the Steelers are one of three in road games, and Roethlisberger hasn't thrown that well or played that well in road games. So do we say that Ben Roethlisberger is going to have one of those days? They're going to keep throwing the football. That's what they do. They're going to run the football and Make big splash plays down the field. No brainers, Ben. Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown. When I'm telling you this, two added ingredients into the soup. Eli Rogers. I think he's going to have a good day because most of the coverage is going to try to roll to Antonio Brown, and Eli Rogers is pretty much. The only wide receiver that's consistent enough that Ben Roethlisberger will throw to. Uh, Sammy Coates is dealing with uh, a couple of broken fingers, and he's never been a reliable pass catcher or route runner. Eli Rogers um, has been that, and the only reason that Sammy Coates had big weeks is because Eli Rogers was on the healing. Now he's healed up. Now he's ready to go. Eli Rogers, hopefully you listened to me in the past weeks and picked him up. And one other guy in this offense that was used a lot, I should position, was used a lot. And they've been waiting for this guy for the longest, and now he's made his debut last week. Caught, I think he had four targets, if I'm not mistaken. Four or five targets, caught three of them for 30 yards, which is a nice debut, Got him, got his feet wet. Uh, Ladarius Green, very athletic tight end that they free agent that they signed from San Diego. And Big Ben likes throwing to his t- tight end. Big Ben targeted him in the end zone, I think for a two point conversion, 
They're going to want to use Latarius Green as another option. And I would go as far as to say this. You don't have Antonio Gates or Hunter Pent, I mean, Hunter Hunt, uh, uh, Henry, uh, Hunter Henry or um, Austin Cooper, Austin Hooper, I should say, of uh, the Atlanta um, Falcons. What I would tell you is this. I would put uh, Ladarius Green into my lineup. Uh, I think he can get you at least double-digit fantasy points. Maybe, hey, if he targeted him for a two-point conversion, that means that he has no qualms about targeting. I'm talking about Big Ben. In the red zone. In the end zone. And I like Ladarius Green. Up against Cincinnati, like I told you, I'm up, up against Cleveland, 31st against the quarterback, 30th against the running back, 29th against the wide receiver, and dead last against the tight end position. What better setup do you need? Better setup do you need? I really like Ladarius Green today. On the other side of the ball, who do you play against this Pittsburgh team that's going to give you some decent fantasy points? Um, I like Terrell Pryor. Um, and I'll give you this. Pittsburgh is 12th against the quarterback, 31st against the running back, 4th against the wide receiver, and 18th against the tight end. Best friend for a young quarterback at the tight end. I know Gary Barnett's use has been non-existent to none, been sporadic. Um, I think he gets used today. Um, To what extent? Good question. Uh, But I do like Isaiah Crowell in this this, uh, um, environment. And uh, even... Uh, Duke Johnson in PPR. So these are two running backs going against the defense that's not all that. They play the wide receiver better than they do any any other position in the um, except for the quarterback in the um, fantasy. So I would play those those players. Terrell Pryor, wide receiver three four somewhere around there. Definitely in the flex. And uh, the same goes for Isaiah Corwell or Duke Johnson. Both those guys can be used in a flex, if, in, my, in my opinion. And an added thing here, I would play the Pittsburgh defense. You're going up against a rookie quarterback. I know he's playing at home, but it's a rookie quarterback. It's a rookie quarterback. And they're going to try to pressure him and give him a whole basketful of problems. This is the first time they played each other again in Pittsburgh in week 17. For most of you, that's not irrelevant. That's not relevant in fantasy. I would play the Pittsburgh, excuse me, yeah, Pittsburgh defense. All right, let's move on to the next game. Spent too much time with that one. It would be, uh, and this is a, usually they play four o'clock games in Dallas, but uh, Baltimore. Facing the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 
got I for all intents and purposes, if you want to put it this way, Tony's uh Tony Romo's blessing at being the starting quarterback going forward. Uh, I think I thought it was a non-issue already in my opinion. Uh but it is what it is. Death Bryant's questionable in here uh with dealing with the back issue and he was just added to that on Friday. But he's uh, fully fully expected to. This is dead. He's fully expected to play unless he's unless he's got a broken limb. He's fully expected to play without any kind of limitations. Um, Dallas is coming up against the Dak's probably going up the best best defense to date right now. That is supposed to be the number one defense rated the number one defense in the league. Tenth against the quarterback, second against the running back, twenty second against the wide receiver, and third against the tight end. They could be had in the uh, Passing game, especially in wide receiver position, I expect Des Bryant to have a good, very good game here. He's a no-brainer play for me. No-brainer play. Put him in. He can be a wide receiver. I think he's a wide receiver one in, in, in this one. I do believe he's a wide receiver. I think he's going to get a, a, a buck uh, in this, 100 yards, uh, and, and um, a, uh, um, a visit to the uh, friend zone. And uh, – Zeke has gone up against, and I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Has gone up against. He's got one, over 1,000 yards, which is a rookie, which is a record for a rookie in Dallas. Um, and he's been match proof against all kinds of defenses. Supposedly Green Bay was supposed to be was, was rated the number one defense in fantasy uh, at one point. He ran all over them. Uh, I expect him to do the same thing with Baltimore with that huge and, and really efficient offensive line. So that's a no-brainer. I'm giving you no-brainers here. In fact, a no-brainer to me would be if you don't have Matt Ryan, and even if you did, if you don't have uh, Phillip Rivers, and even if you did, I think that Prescott is a very good – let me put it this way. I think he's a match-proof play each and every week. And, it, and they're playing at home uh, against the Baltimore team that their offense really doesn't, isn't all that. Now, I know Dallas, 16th against the quarterback, 6th against the running back, 18th against the wide receiver, and 23rd against the running uh, tight end, I should say, in preventing fantasy points. But I'm not liking too many guys here. I think a good play here, and I think he's going to get more and more um, uh, usage, is – Kenneth Dixon, Terrence West hasn't been all that. He ran for 65 yards on 21 carries last week against the Browns. He's only scored in two games this year and hasn't ran for over 100-plus yards in the last three weeks. So I think Kenneth Dixon, the rookie, may take over the lead back, what we have to see. Steve Smith Sr. is a, a beast, has always been a beast when he's healthy. And Joe Flacco likes throwing to him. And a uh, little note here, uh, they don't, they're not particularly efficient against the tight end, the 23rd. And I like, I like Dennis Pitt in here too. Passes last week, but he, it was only for 26 yards. And he usually has three or four um, catches a game. Um, and he hasn't really had a breakout game 
where uh, the last one was against the Browns in week two, where he had nine catches for 102 yards. But he's been relatively consistent, three or four receptions in most games. Um, I would think he would be a decent, decent, I'm not saying outstanding, decent play. You don't have Gronk. Uh, I don't I doubt, doubt if Pitt is sitting on the waiver wire, but he may be. You never know. I saw in, in, in one league just yesterday, for whatever reason, that Tim Hightower played last week was sitting on the waiver wire. Why? I don't know. That, that type of thing should never take place. Should never take place. But it did. So you never know. Let's uh, bring in uh, a friend of mine here. Macau, what's up? How you doing? What's up, man? How, How you, you been? doing? All right. Good, a little bro. under the weather, little, little under the weather, but I'm dealing with it. What? What you got, a cold? Uh, yeah, pretty bad one, yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I'm sorry to feel that. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm sorry to feel that, trust me. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Too much. It's calling to see if you checked out that fight last night or heard about it. Uh, you talking about um, um, oh god, um, Kovalev and Ward. Kovalev, yeah, and he, and he out decision him. I was I was surprised about that. I didn't see the fight, but I saw the highlights on ESPN. Um, and, yeah. and when yeah. he got knocked down in the early rounds, and then came back and out 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 the. Uh, I guess Al punched him and, and took two titles. Am I right about that? Yeah, took every took everything from him. Took everything from him, bruh. I, I'm su- oh. I'm surprised. I'm su- I was surprised about that, man. I didn't think that those Kovalevs would lose lose the belt unless one of well, they they just walked away. Wow. Yeah, he took both of them from took everything from him. Everything, you know. I mean, in this solidifies his legacy, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that's talking trash about it. But, you know, I've said it I've said it before and I'll say it again. Is that There's only one other man that's better than him, and that man is retired. So right now the king of boxing is Andre Ward, most definitely, without a doubt. Okay. Well, give me your assessment of the fight. Since I didn't watch it, and I only saw some highlights. Give me your assessment of the um, fight from start to finish. In the beginning, you know, uh, I think Andre, I think Andre Ward took took too much for granted. He shouldn't have been. Uh, he tried to trade with him a little bit, but uh, once he caught, he caught, he got caught with a flat, uh, you know, flesh right, a right, right, right to the face. It was a quick one. He didn't like knock him out. Out. It was like a, like a punch that he did. He, they, they were, uh, they were punching each other at the same time, and he was, he was a little slow on the draw. Kovalev got the punch in. Don't take nothing from Kovalev. I thought Kovalev did real well. I, th- I thought he boxed better than I thought he would. And you know, obviously, uh, he 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 boxed better than Andre Ward thought he would, but. Every time, uh, every time Kovalev tried to, you know, impose his will in the in the in the ring, Andre Ward wasn't having it, and he just uh, he bullied the bully. He really wow. bullied him. He did, he made it uncomfortable for him. He kept uh, he kept going in the clutch with him, something that uh, Kovalev 
you would think Kovalev was good at, but he's not good at it. And um, Andre Ward, he he took it to him. He took it to him. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a draw. Wow. I really thought it was going to be a draw. But he got him. He got him. You can't take it away from him. But they're going to they gonna have a rematch. And uh, But, I mean, uh, just, just, just to know what – what this man has done. I mean, he, I mean, everybody would, would like to think that Triple G is the one that cleared out the middleweight division. That's not true. That was Andre Ward. He cleared out the middleweight division and he, he attempted to fight Triple G. Triple G wanted none of that. Right. And you see why. Yeah, of he course. wanted none of that, stayed away right. from him. He right. wanted to fight, you know, Mayweather or something, but which was really crazy. But, Andre Ward has cleared out everyone from middleweight all the way up to light heavyweight. Everyone. All of them. Everybody. He is that man. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as you know, on, on, on Sunday, Sundays, um, especially this time of year, we talk about fantasy football. So I'm going to be running some games down. I was in the midst of that. What do you not talk about fantasy football, bro? <laughs> what are you not? <laughs> That's my thing, man. What can I tell you? That's my thing. And uh, I think uh, the only time you don't talk about it is when I call up here. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I, I give you your form. Uh, you know, I know, know that when you call up, you usually have some topics that are off of fantasy football, which is fine. I'm willing to go off topic at any any time uh, and have a good conversation with you. So that's why uh, it's it's no no pro- bother and no problem when you call. Uh, where we go with the conversation. It doesn't have to be fantasy football. That's where, that's where I like to go, but because of you. And uh, uh, we go any way you want to go. Let me put it that way. Uh, in fact, let me put it this way. Uh, we're going to go off a little topic here because uh, and get a little political because I know uh, the last time we talked for the election, uh, we haven't talked oh, since the election. Oh, my God. And, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm – after what I considered a no surprise loss, let me put it that way, because uh, um, uh, not a big surprise. I mean, it's a surprise, but not a big surprise. De- dealing with the afterfacts of what I saw, or how many people that did not participate, um, and the and the the breakdown of the people that did not participate, which was just very disappointing. And that and, and the end result is what you get. I was I was in in a, a mode of I guess about a week ago, uh, is to, to give the guy a chance to see if he's going to be like his rhetoric for the last eighteen months, or if he was going to kind of change his tune, and, and the people that are going to be within his cabinet and behind him are going to be a reflective of that, or is it going to be in, in, in line with the rhetoric that he's been spewing for the last eighteen months? Well, uh, well, that was short-lived because uh, Mr. Steve Banyan, Mr. Jeff, Jeff Sessions, there's a serious problem with those two guys that I have, and I know you do too. I mean, I, I, let me say this, bro. I, mm-hmm. was, I, was, I was totally and thoroughly shocked, but I shouldn't have been. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I really shouldn't have been. I really mm-hmm. should not have been that shocked as I was. Mm-hmm. But, 
you know, it is what it is. It is, it is what, what it is. But you're right. You're right. It is what it is. I, it is what it is. But I'll tell you this. When I went to vote, we were in there less than seven minutes voting. The last two times I went to vote, there was an extremely long line. Like, mm-hmm. it took us two hours to vote the second time for Obama. And the first mm-hmm. time... You know, because my mother got out. She didn't get out the last two times, but she got out the first time, and you know she was in the wheelchair, so they let us go go right ahead. So it was real quick, but it was, it was. I mean, it was jam packed. Mm-hmm. But this time, it wasn't even packed, man. Was mm-hmm. not even packed. Right. Was not. I mean, but like you know, I live in a thoroughly blue state, so you know it. She, Whoever, whoever, whoever the Democrat was, they were getting our three electoral votes anyway. But this dude, I mean, I gotta give him his respect. He did it totally his way. He did mm-hmm. it very unconventional. He did it straight up. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you gotta recognize who 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 this country belongs to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who this country belongs to and where we are. And um. Overall, you know, we have gone far to the left anyway. It's about time for us to be readjusted and come back to the right. But this guy is thoroughly ignorant. I don't mm-hmm. even really believe that he understands what he is up against. But I tell you this, just like I said about Obama, I said this about Obama, if he don't do what he's supposed to do, he will end up like the like the other presidents that tried to do what they wanted to do. He mm-hmm. will end up like them. That will be like Kennedy, and that will be like Reagan when he first got shot. After mm-hmm. he got shot, he started doing what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm just like thoroughly, thor- thoroughly shocked. Well, I, 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 I have a friend of mine that, that I work with that is a, uh, a Republican. And one of the last things um, he said to me, I think it was either Monday or, or Tuesday before we went home. Yeah, Tuesday before we went home to our respective houses. Is that he, he said it looks like Hillary is going to win. Now, this is a, a guy that is a Republican. I, I assumed he was going to vote for Trump or whatever. And, and I, the last thing I said to him is, it would not surprise me uh, uh, if Trump win. I, I'm not going to. It would not surprise me. So I, I'm saying this. This is not a lock here. Trust me. And I was. Uh, I hate to say it, but I, I was prophetic because um, she didn't. She didn't. She, had, she was a flawed candidate, and she didn't energize the base. And to not have the amount of, and I have to get uh, minorities to have the minorities turn out in droves to make sure that a certain party and a certain person that represented that party to be the president, um, an outright um, shame. It's, it's, and, and it should never came to that. And um, I, I'm so pissed off at all, the, <laughs> not just, not just my people. I'm pissing off at minorities and I'm talking about women included in that women, uh, and, and all the minorities that that uh, uh, make up this country, including African American, that didn't uh, come out to vote, thought it was, I guess, they may, they weren't impassioned enough, or they thought it was a lock that she was going to win and decided not to participate. Come on, man! 
Come on. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's those. It was those. Uh, it was those two. It was two states that really was a problem. And <clears throat> Michael Moore, the the film director, he pointed it out. You yep. know, a while ago, and I didn't. Yep. Uh, I wasn't. Pre- I, I didn't. I didn't give him no voice. I didn't give him no credibility. I instantly yep. just turned him off and tuned him out. Yeah, a lot of right. people did. A lot of people did. He he was right. You know, up there in Michigan with up there in Michigan and Wisconsin and stuff like that. He, uh, un- I mean, he understood his dynamics. He understood it. He saw yeah. what, what, what what the real deal was, not what uh, supposedly the de- Democrats wanted to see, and uh, they got slapped in the face with the dose of reality. On, on Tuesday, November 9th. Right. I, I, they really did. But uh, what's really shocking to me is these people that voted for him are the same people that he's been effing over for, I mean, like all his life. Yep. All his life. Yep. Like, he, in no way does he represent the areas in which he won. Nope. He he has not. He he just absolutely doesn't. I mean, I don't. I, I'm not going to profess to say that Hillary does or whatever, but Hillary has a track record of at least, you know, reaching out and working. This yep. guy has no track record of working with anyone. And right. the same people that are worried about jobs being shipped over and man, and things being manufactured outside of this country and 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 in different countries and stuff. This guy has been doing. He, this guy's been at the forefront of that. Absolutely, He's been at the forefront. Of the Absolutely. absolute forefront of that. And then yep. on top of that, this is supposed to be the Republican Party, the Republican Party. I mean, back in the day, these are the clowns that were always talking about uh, communism. But mm-hmm. now yep. they, now this guy is all in bed with the Russians, and it's. Okay, <laughs> you know, I just yeah, tell me about I, it. I, I I thoroughly just don't understand it. I, I thoroughly, I mean, I get it. It is the economy, stupid. But uh, guy, absolutely not. This, this guy will absolutely not. He, I, I don't believe that he he will come here and do some rough rough and tumble and shake up Washington and all like that, like they believe he will. He's not. He's not. He is absolutely not. I I just don't foresee it. I, don't did, I mean, but I, I was wrong about him being elected. So let me preface that I was absolutely wrong about well, that. Well, so I could be I, wrong I, about this, but I, I, I doubt I it. A, I got a problem with a attorney general that considers the American Civil Liberties Union and NAACP un-American. I got a problem mm-hmm. with that. I got a problem with that, and I'm not. I'm not I just saying that. I'm not just saying that. Um, he said that, and for mm-hmm. those who, who listening think that the NAACP and American Civil Civil Liberties Union only deal with uh, African Americans or, or minorities, they deal with everything, 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 regardless everything. of your race and color. They deal with everything. And to call it any injustices that people have, they represent them or they they fight for them. 
And to think right. and, and, that guy would call that that being un-American, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I got a big problem with it. But like, and, and as soon as one of these little people get into a jam or whatever, they're gonna be the first ones hollering for the civil liberties union. They're gonna be the yep. first ones crying for them. The yep. first one. Yep. The very first one. And you know what? It's gonna fall on deaf ears. It's gonna fall on my deaf ears because I ain't gonna want to hear it. I'm not gonna want to hear it. These guys, these guys have totally just. Uh, really just renegated the whole government, man. They have. They let me let me let me put it to you like this. They're, they're, Obama's been president for eight years. Eight years. Going on eight years. To my knowledge, <clears throat> they have only passed two budgets. They're supposed to pass a budget every year. They have only passed two. And that was, and the only reason they passed those two was because Boehner was going, was leaving. He was leaving. He was like, "Look, I'm done with this. Y'all crazy. I'm, I'm just gonna pass this. We're gonna get this through. Ba ba bada bang bada boom. We out. And now these bammers are bringing back earmarks. Earmarks are where they try, like, like put a rider onto a bill. So let's say like they putting a ban on certain ironing boards in the United States, and that's the main bill. They'll throw a rider on there to fund something for, like, $300 million or something that, uh, in some, some off-putting Republican spot or Democratic spot. They're bringing back earmarks. That's crazy. It's, it, it, it's the breeding ground for the corruption that's been going on out here. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And then on top of that, Trump Trump is going to do what he's always done in business. He's going to take things that he's seen and slap his name on it. All the stuff that Obama has been trying to push and get through, he's going to redo it and put his name on it. That's it. He's starting already. He's starting already. He's talking about, yeah, we're going to keep, we're going to keep the part of the, uh, the Obamacare that says where uh, you can um, – you know, the uh, insurance companies can't, like, um, deny you insurance because of a, a preexisting condition. He's all, they've already started with that. Already started. I'm like, hold up. I thought you said you was going to get rid of the whole thing. Nah, bro. He not. He not. They're going to redo it and then put another name on it. That's all they're going to do. That's all they're going to do. I mean, because – and then – for God's sake, the whole daggone plan was a Republican plan in the first place. This is the thing that just kills me about these jokers, man. They just, ugh, ugh. It's just going to be more mayhem and more silliness going on. I, it, it's making my head hurt. It's making my head hurt, really. Did you hear about the um, the bill that, 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 um, about the uh, 9-11 victims? Hello? 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 Hello, I can't hear you. Mic check, one, two. I want winners.
I still can't hear you. I I heard the beat, but I can't hear you. Mic check one two three four. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm gonna hang up and call back. Bruh, I still can't hear you. <laughs> I'm call from a different number. They might look. Trump and them might be might be able to hear what I got to say. That's why they blocking me. <laughs> I'm gonna call back, bro. Oh, bruh, I can't hear anything. Oh, oh, my God. This is so whack. Oh, my God. Oh. Hello? Hello? 